This is Hemet. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast to support the show. Five bucks a month, you get a bonus episode, you get ad-free episodes, you get all the episodes. Mm -hmm. There's also a Discord server for uh, fans who prefer that. Um, And this podcast, if YouTube doesn't take it down like they did last week. Yeah, scandaloso. It'll be up there. But it's not our fault that it was taken down. It's not our fault. It wasn't inappropriate content from us. I'm appealing their bot's decision because I think they saw a word that shall not be named as the banner image for the show because we were talking about Silverman and the show he appeared on. Mm. And then YouTube thinks I'm spreading misinformation. Right. We'll see. Quite the contrary. (laughs) I'd like to also welcome... um, New listener Jacob Goldstein, who is a for- <laughs> he's a um, a podcaster from NPR who does Planet Money. I've been listening to him forever, and he just tweet he's got a new show out. And he's like, "Hey, podcasters, like download my podcast. I'll download yours." And I was like, "You better fucking believe I'm going to download your, your podcast, my friend." Anyway, listen to the first one; it was really cool. It's just about he's not listening to this. He might listen. He said he downloaded it. He showed me the screen grab of it. <laughs> I believe him. He's from NPR. They're not allowed to lie. Anyway, his thing is called "What's Your Problem," and maybe he'll uh, he'll uh, throw us some yes, some uh, that's some. How it uh, works. Yeah, we have approximately about the same reach, I think. <laughs> so I do yes. think that we are helping him as much as he would be helping us. Is what I'm saying. I'm sure. <laughs> Let's start with this story about Herschel Walker, who is the former football player and now guy trying to run against. Uh, Raphael Warnock in Georgia to become U.S. Senator. Oh. He's a Republican. He has to still win in the primary. Oh, was Warnock in a special election? He won in uh, 2020. That was a special election for him. Uh, John Ossoff won the regular Senate race, even though they both got in at the same time. But Warnock is up this year. Herschel Walker is... Uh, a former football player who wants to run and he's running as like a MAGA cultist. And here's the thing. Over the weekend, uh, last weekend, he appeared at a mega church called Sugar Hill Church. Did you say mega church or MAGA church? Yeah, no difference. It wasn't a bit. I I couldn't understand you. Did you say mega church? Mega church, yes. (laughs) Sugar Hill Church. And he was basically on stage doing an interview with the pastor. And along the way... um, you know, he's he spent a lot of this hour plus long interview just talking about, you know, how he's a good Christian and mm. how God helped him with everything, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about in a second sure. because no, he didn't. <laughs> but at some point, um, he goes on a tangent and just starts talking and no one stops. And at one point he says something like, you know, God exists. Let me tell you the reason he's there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because you remember when he said, let there be light, you know, there had to be light. So someone, somebody had to start it. Mm. That's his argument for why God exists. Oh, Oh, so that's wait, that's it. So he was like, somebody said, let there be light. So somebody said, let there be light. So, so God exists. So God exists. Yes. And then like a sentence later, he says, and then God had to put someone there on earth because remember, Adam was there. Remember, Adam came there, then Eve came. So somebody had to start it out. So that means there had to be a God. So I think I can see a small problem in his argument. Um, Oh, just one? Just the one. And I just want to see if maybe you noticed it too, is 
I don't believe the Bible is real. Mm-hmm. And so if you're starting from that as your source of truth. Yeah, then the Bible just, is true because, because the, Bible the Bible says, says it's the true. Bible is true. Right. Um, and by the way, I just want to point out, because this isn't the point of this, but how he's saying all this to a Bible-believing church crowd. Like, hey, did you all know Adam came first and then there was Eve and therefore God exists? Like, I, that's a dumb argument to begin with, but also you're saying, like, five-year-old Sunday school material right. to an audience of Bible-believing adults, and they're all like, yes, this is a smart man who should be our leader. Okay, but that's not even the point. What that's position not what did he play in football? I don't know why it's really um, important for me One that received a lot of concussions is the answer. I just wonder if he's like a QB because they're supposed to be smart, but I haven't seen that to be (laughs) true yet. Then we get to the part (laughs) that actually matters. Okay. He says, uh, this is after he said uh, Adam came, then Eve, so somebody had to start it out. That means there had to be a God because it didn't just some bomb blew up and it started out. And then I tell you something else I heard and think about this. Is that him interpreting the Big Bang Theory? Yes. That he thinks it's a bomb? Yes. Yes. And then... Uh, I'm quoting directly. And then I tell you something else I heard. And think about this. Because at one time, science said man came from apes. Did it not? This is what's interesting, though. If that is true, why are there still apes? I mean, it's a think good point, and it. I haven't heard it before. Think about it. No, 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 no. Think about this. Oh. We have an evolutions that is, we've gotten so intelligent that if that is true, why are there still apes? Sorry, just had to finish the quotation for you right there. It really makes me uncomfortable when you read people's words verbatim <laughs> because it's always so awkward. Um, wow, we haven't heard the why are there still apes argument in a minute. I feel like we've kind of fallen off on arguing about um, evolution <laughs> because we've been worried about like people dying of COVID, so it's been backburnered. But- Even Ken Ham is listening to this. Like, we're still doing this <laughs> argument now? Really? <laughs> And by the way, I mean, not even the thing. We'll come back to the apes thing. But his very next comment, Herschel Walker, was and then the conception of a baby. Let me tell you, the science can't do that. They're still trying to do it, but it can't because there had to be a God. Is he denying artificial fertilization? Like, is he denying that like in vitro fertilization exists? Yeah, that's exactly what. He is saying that. I do have multiple family members who uh, I would say pretty much prove that in vitro fertilization exists. Nope, they don't. So should I go tell my friend that her two daughters are fake? Yes, that's the right answer. I will shoot her a text. And if Herschel Walker becomes senator, that will maybe (laughs) become a law. I don't know how it works. But I mean, it really, like the in in vitro fertilization stuff is always an interesting situation when you talk about it with religious people because it is an accepted thing for the most part most religions think in vitro fertilization are fine not all of them to be sure not all of them and a lot of like right-wing christians are like well you have to kill off the fertilized eggs that are you're not going to use that's abortion therefore it's evil i mean that's i don't even know what he's trying to get into pastor pastor chuck allen at this place as he's going as herschel walker's going through the evolution rant you know what chuck allen says to all of this tell me First, nothing. Oh, then there, okay. I'm sure there were some head nods. And then eventually the only interjection you ever hear is him saying to Herschel Walker, 
uh, you're you're getting too smart for us. Does that just mean he was rambling incoherently? Which I think says more about the congregation too itself. Too smart for, after he said the thing with uh, but monkeys, yes. and he's like, "Wow, <laughs> you're way over our head, bud." That is literally how the conversation went. Oh, you guys! And just, okay, so just to answer the question that Herschel Walker doesn't know the answer to, science does not say man evolved from apes. Science has never said man nope. evolved from apes. Nope. The only people who say man evolved from apes are creationists who don't understand evolution Correct. and literally nobody else. Uh-huh. We came from a common ancestor. If you think that ancestor looks like an ape, okay, but that doesn't mean like an ape transforms into a human. Uh-huh. Uh, no, like an ape was not your well, grandfather. no, that's crazy. It takes like four generations. At least. <laughs> Uh, evolution also isn't linear as if, yeah. <laughs> you know, we go from one animal toward mankind and we are now at the apex with our shitty selves. Yeah. Our bodies are terrible. <laughs> our bodies are objectively bad. Everybody has back problems because evolution was like, I have no what you want to be upright. I guess it's going to hurt, but we can do it. That's what our body said to us. And the thing is, I think part of the reason creationists love saying like, Psh- these people think we came from apes yeah. is because they think it's genuinely an insult to say we're related to apes in the grand mm. scheme of evolution. Oh, I never thought of it that because way. Because it, it's not an insult. It's just a settled fact about our origins shaped over tens of millions of years. Mm-hmm. And if he had read Herschel Walker, any other book, right. maybe right. he would know that. Um And by the way, there's a bunch of analogies that people have made in response to this. Like, well, if Americans came from Europe, why are there still Europeans? That's pretty funny, actually. If if Protestantism (laughs) came from Catholicism, why is there still Catholicism? Or if you like the book of Genesis here, Herschel, if man came from dirt, why is there still dirt? (laughs) (laughs) All humankind came from the Fertile Crescent. Why are there still people in Africa? But by the way, here's the scary thing. This got some attention because it's Herschel Walker and he's an idiot. And this is a dumb old question (laughs) that we've... Seriously, how do you not know this by now? But also, I don't think it got enough attention because this is now just where the Republican Party is at. And I remember in 2007... Uh, in that election where, that ended up being Obama versus McCain oh, uh-huh. in the Republican presidential primary when there were a gazillion of them on stage yep. still, uh, at the first one, first primary debate for Republicans, the question was asked, is there anyone on stage here who doesn't believe in evolution? I remember and that And three happening. people raised their hands on stage, including Mike Huckabee yep. uh, and two guys whose names don't matter I anymore. remember that vividly. Yeah. Like, I was watching it in my shitty house in Muncie, Indiana, and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> And by 2014, by the way, 48% of Republicans were creationists, and that number by now has to be much higher. Do you think it's higher? I think it's a mix of they genuinely accept creationism, and if you ask them humans are under 10,000 years old, they'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right, even if they don't know creationism. But if you say evolution, we came, we evolved over millions and millions of years, yeah. they would say, psh, heretic. Yeah, bullshit. Right. Um, so here's the thing that really bothered, I mean, Republicans being stupid, dime a dozen at this point, I know, <laughs> except he could very well be a senator, and that's frightening. But also, here's what they never said about him at church, 
which, by the way... About the candidate? About the candidate, okay. which they didn't mention at church, okay. which one of his Republican primary opponents, Herschel Walker's opponents, made an ad that was a minute long, and it's going out now. Like, it's on TV a is now. A very long it's a very long ad. campaign ad that basically is like, do you guys know about Herschel Walker? And the answer is, if you've done your research on the guy... Oh, yeah, we know about this, but there's a good chance Republicans don't know about this. Sure. So just some quick highlights of that video and also this guy's life. Uh, Walker repeatedly threatened the life of his ex-wife. Oh, This is good. long after he said he became a Christian, by the way. You can't attribute this to, well, he wasn't born again yet. No, this is after Christianity. He, uh, uh, he, his ex said that Herschel Walker pointed a gun at her head. While saying, I'm going to blow your effing brains out. And when he found out she was dating someone else, he allegedly called her family members and told them he would kill her and the new guy. Why is he not in jail? Uh, is it because we don't take violence against women seriously None as a country? Whatsoever. Could it be that? Um, be, besides the violence, Jeez. by the way. He's re- he has a gun. He repeatedly lied about being a business-savvy owner. He may have cheated his colleagues out of money. Uh, He once registered... Don't care about those things. I know, I know. He (laughs) registered to vote in Georgia only after announcing his candidacy, which someone would care about. He barely voted before that. I know no one cares. His current (laughs) wife uh, allegedly committed voter fraud herself by voting in a state she didn't live in. And I'm just pointing that out to say none of the Christians in this audience, and certainly not the pastor of mm-hmm. this megachurch, cared about any of that. Right. Walker was introduced and post, uh, post-interview was treated as a good Christian who would be a fantastic leader, but it wasn't a political endorsement per se. They of were course. just inviting him on stage just to, chat. to spread lies. Um, I just Fuck, and, man. and also Raphael Warnock is a pastor who runs Martin Luther King Jr.'s church, and oh, he's yeah. again being treated like the bad, the bad Christian, guy, yeah. the bad guy here. Um, I don't know if it's, Herschel Walker will win the Republican primary, uh-huh. but that is where the money seems to be going. That's mm-hmm. where you would place your bets right now. Mm-hmm. Name recognition is there. The Trump endorsement is there. And also, and this is the reason his Republican primary opponent put all this out, is at the very end of that one-minute campaign ad where he goes through the domestic abuse history and Uh all that, he shows a clip of Chuck Todd, of course it's Chuck Todd, from MSNBC, saying, like, if you're a Democrat, of course you want to go up against Herschel Walker because basically he's insane. You would not want to go up against the this other guy, guy, because no one knows who the hell he is. Smart campaign <laughs> ad, so my dude. Ad, which, yeah, yeah. Very, please beat yourselves up. I'm all for oh, it. Oh, the infighting. Oh, it's glorious. But yeah, Herschel Walker doesn't accept evolution, and no one's going to care after, like, this week, because there's so many to say, worse things on him his resume. threatening to murder his wife is more upsetting to me than the fact that he doesn't believe in evolution. And I believe he's done that to more than just his ex. Oh, I oh, believe. interesting. I need to double check on Say, that. Are you saying that people who are wealthy and grew up in sports don't really have a good way to control their emotions because they're told they always have to be like amped up and masculinity is good and weakness is bad and, and therefore they don't have any emotions and if they ever be sad, it's terrible. And so they try to kill people instead. He's, Go to therapy, dudes! He's written a memoir where I think he detailed the uh, 
what do you call it? CTE, whatever the thing stands yeah, for in football. Yeah. He's talked about having mental illness, I believe. And I'm not discounting that, but also like he's very much seems to be on the path of there's nothing wrong with me now. It all, it's all fine. I got Jesus. I'm good. Mental illness isn't your fault, but it is your responsibility. <laughs> Thank you. Um, let me move on to this one. Christ. How many people do you think have died because of football? And I'm not talking about football injuries. I'm talking about football players who have traumatic brain injuries and go on and commit violence. How many innocent people do you think have died because they had the misfortune of being in a relationship or like, are we counting OJ or not counting? Of OJ? course we're counting OJ. Like things. it goes on forever. It's just these men it's who horrible. are broken by this capitalist, terrible system and then go on and continue to admit, commit violence and ever it's like, yeah, but football's great. I like when they kick it far and do the good runs. Yeah. I'm done. It's a sport. It's been a hard week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a uh, sport, he says. Let's talk about um, a million dollar uh, campaign launch this week. Oh. Uh, it's a marketing campaign. Mine? Uh-huh, sure. Great. They're trying to sell you Jesus. Uh- <laughs> it's just a, it's a ad campaign for Jesus. Ad campaign um, what, on social media? TV ads. Oh. Uh, I, I saw today that it was playing for March Madness before some of, during some of those games. It's on billboards. Uh-huh. It's on online ads. And the whole ad campaign says, Jesus, uh-huh. he gets us. He's just like us. He's one of us. And they're trying to introduce Jesus to apparently the four people who've never heard of him. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say it was a million dollars? I lied. It's $100 million. No. Wait, pay for by whom? Anonymous donors. Ano- hey, listen, everybody, <laughs> if you have a lot of money to donate, please donate to the Ray Graham Association and the Hanson Center. I do therapeutic riding there. Horses are very expensive to keep up. Dude, you're if you supposed have to do extra the Patreon money, plug. That's where the Patreon send plug it, Oh, yeah. If you have extra money, send it to me and Hammond. If you have more extra money <laughs> after that, send it to the Hanson Center. They need you. Yeah. Um, $100 million campaign. It come, Okay. There's a nonprofit <laughs> yeah. Christian organization. Their name doesn't matter. They're backed by a Christian donor-advised fund. Basically... This Christian nonprofit group taps into a giant Christian pool of money, um, and then they hired a guy who runs Christian marketing campaigns and said, we have all this money. Can you sell Jesus for us? And he said, I have the perfect idea. Is there a Christian black market where they just like send money and then withdraw for any specific reason that they feel like? Like what? I am. If you went to church, you would know. Is it just... They just think spreading the word of God is so important that they would rather put $100 million into an ad campaign than use it to help human people. Oh, we'll get to that. Oh, there's more. Oh, oh, there's so much more. I'm already mad, though. I, Can oh, we be done? I Am I the appro- amount of mad I I'm going to be? <laughs> I filmed a video this morning to talk about this campaign. Uh-huh. It's more than 20 minutes long, which is a long video of me just Very talking. Very long. Yeah. So I'm, I'm highlighting I'm watching a of- video like that live right now, and it's pretty boring. <laughs> Welcome to everyone who talks to me in my entire life. I feel like I've Ask been getting the students to you meaner. I coach. Have I been meaner to you lately, do you think? No, it's okay. the same. Um, so they make it very clear, yeah. the, the shadowy figures who are behind this. Sure. Are like, we are not going after you. I imagine We're not going mentors. after atheists. Yes. 
You're not going after atheists. We're going after the people. Muslims, uh, the, Buddhists. The movable middle. These are people um, who are open to Christianity, but they're not Christian for whatever the reason is. But he, so here's the basic idea of the ad campaign. They do a bunch. If it's if it's just a picture, like an online ad or something, uh-huh. it might just say like Jesus was a refugee. Jesus. That's why Christians hate all other refugees. <laughs> Wait, we're getting to that. Oh, okay, too. great. Yes, so, thank I'm you. so sorry I keep no, stepping on your bits. You're not. It's okay. This one is very predictable. Okay. But yeah, there um it's a lot of stories about like, you know, Jesus struggled too. Jesus was born to a teen mom mm-hmm. who also struggled. He's he they also know you wore struggle. cool sandals like you. <laughs> yeah. And so, and he also then, had a long beard. <laughs> they also have 30-second videos that go with some of this where they show pictures of struggling pregnant women. And at the end, they're like, yes, Jesus uh, had a teen mom, whatever. Um, um, by the way, I have an update about that. Uh, the protesters by the Planned Parenthood by me. Oh, good. I yes, wanna... add that for the bonus. Yep. There you go. So, like, the first thing I thought of when I saw the thing, do you remember during the Super Bowl, there were all those ads for, like, cryptocurrency platforms? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I see the one with Matt Damon all the time, and I, I'm so embarrassed for him. <laughs> Someone tweeted uh, after the game ended, they're like, one reason I still have trouble believing cryptocurrency is money is it's that like, there aren't commercials for money. A hundred percent. I retweeted that. It's... So, so true. And this is not commentary on crypto, but it's like, yeah, if something is widespread and everyone's using it and uh-huh. knows about it, you shouldn't need a commercial. You could probably say the same thing about Are you drugs. Jesus to cryptocurrency? And drugs. And like, drugs. If it, people, if they, know, if they know about it, they'll know where to get it. You know what I mean? That uh, so. untrue. I never knew where to get weed. I wasn't cool <laughs> enough. <laughs> but yeah, like, and here's the biggest problem with marketing Jesus. So, so the idea that we don't know about him mm. or that we need to be introduced is ridiculous. But also, the biggest flaw with the campaign that none of them seem to be addressing is that the people who use the product aren't people we want. I made you do a spit take with the wine, and I'm very proud of this. I fully did a spit take. You're welcome. Most of the people who buy the product aren't worth admiring. Um, my list includes televangelists, mega church leaders, Herschel Walker, Campus evangelists, I have hate wine preachers, in my nose. lazy apologists, everyone who works at Pure Flix, Franklin Graham. I mean, you can't have an ad campaign for Jesus <laughs> that tries to ignore all the people who already believe in him and do horrible things in his name. It's so funny because I've, I've worked in marketing for a long time and consistently I've worked in either like the medical or the financial sector. And it's so high stakes because it's really important to be like, we need to be clear about what we're saying. We can't promise anything. We can't keep like everything goes through a million things. And this is just the opposite. It's like, I don't know. What do you think he can do? Make magic noodles? Great. Put it on a billboard. (laughs) People are going to go fucking nuts over Ramen Jesus. Like the the ad campaign only makes sense if they thought nobody. This is the only way it makes sense in my head. If they genuinely thought no one had ever heard of Christianity and they were trying to sell Jesus from scratch, then I think I get how this marketing campaign works. The problem Mm -hmm. with it is that they refuse to acknowledge the existence of a world where people who believe in Jesus have done all these horrible things. And they want to pretend that's separate from the product because they're not endorsing a specific church or denomination. It's like selling milk. It's like, if we just sell this idea, yeah. like, if it works, then all milk companies succeed. Mm-hmm. Brought and to you it, by the Milk Council. Right? And 
if it doesn't, like, whatever, it's going to work. If it works, it's great. If it doesn't, whatever, we're all still there. But also now I just imagine all the milk is, like, spoiled. Um, So. Here's where it gets funny, though. Here's here's where I'm going with that. Yeah. This idea that they think the world where Christians exist doesn't exist. Just look at their Facebook page for this campaign. Their Facebook page for He Gets Us. Um, has a rule in the sidebar that's like, here are the rules of moderation sure. if you want to comment. We have those or on ours too. Yep. One of them is no hate speech or bullying. And it says degrading comments about things like race, religion, culture, sexual orientation, gender, or identity will not be tolerated, like in their comments underneath okay. their posts, which I get as a moderator. Yeah. I get it. Who the hell do they think? delivers hate speech on issues like sexual orientation, gender, Dude. identity, race, religion. I mean, who who don't, does that? Don't Do you, you feel like you're going insane? Don't you feel like they are trying to like gaslight in us into <laughs> yes. just going insane of like, oh, you atheists, you are so hateful and you're so mean. Fuck you guys. And we're like, oh, I just wanted somebody to be able to get health care without being stoned first are we not on the same team on like how can you say jesus is a refugee and then i'm gonna take a big fucking swing and say that they support the gop which the people behind the campaign yes they it's not that they support them explicitly but they have worked for right-wing groups so let's talk about this one of their slogans yeah jesus was a refugee well in the last administration which was jam-packed with conservative christians Mm -hmm. they lowered the amount of refugees who could enter the country dramatically by the way biden's people aren't better at it that much but like that's the thing if jesus was a refugee sound familiar here's another one tell me what you think about this Mm -hmm. this is another one of their Ads for this game. Yes, go ahead and swallow the wine first. Okay. Uh, Jesus confronted racism oh. with love. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Usually I'm like, oh, they're trying to like indicate this thing, but white I- evangelicals are way more likely than non-religious white people, just to name one example, to like reject the idea of structural racism. Who do you think spreads lies about critical race theory? Right. It's not Buddhists. Like, what the hell? Like, I'm really trying very hard to, like, go through my, granted, limited knowledge of the New New Testament to think of a time that Jesus was confronted with racism. I I don't know. It was the Middle East. There wasn't races. It was just... all brown. It was just brown people. Um, Jesus fought systems of oppression. I guess. Who do these people think is doing the oppressing now? Did Jesus fight systems of oppression? Let's say he yeah, did. Let's yeah, say yes, he yes. fought. Let's say he fought the taxpayers or the, yeah, the, tax, the, the, the money the, changers, whatever. But again, money lenders. Money lenders. Thank you. Like, there's no mention of how Christians are responsible for like anti-LGBTQ laws, right? Like that are passing uh, everywhere. Conversion torture. Who, like, if all of Jesus it. fought systems of oppression, play this ad in a church, not to the people watching the basketball tournament. Another photo. Have you ever been bullied, implying that Jesus was bullied, too, because he was crucified? Who do you think's doing the bullying? I'm so sorry. 
Did you just say he was bullied because he was crucified? The sign that is on their website <laughs> says, have you ever been bullied? And that's it. They don't have anything else other than like the website. But the implication is, well, Jesus was bullied too. <laughs> like, my, my bullying was like, the cool kids called me eagle because I have a uh, like a Roman nose. And they said from the side, I looked like an eagle. So that was pretty traumatic, but I definitely didn't have anything like drilled into my hands or feet <laughs> or any kind it's of bullying. I think Did bullying. You see? What are they? St- haven't- Again, like I said, this ad campaign only works if you pretend like actual Christians don't exist. Okay, I am now going to drop off the face of the earth and reinvent myself as a Christian marketing person because there is <laughs> money to be had there and they have no morals, so I don't have to you run by also, legal. You could also write Christian song lyrics. You could write the next God's Not Dead movie. I, I mean, again, it's all very easy to do. Just a couple words, a couple yeah, lines. I should really try to write some like folk Christian rock, real low key stuff that like I never say Jesus, but I just say I refer him a lot, you know, (laughs) just really subtle stuff. Did you see in the news this week that the Sackler family that that basically created the opioid market, a bunch of the families trying to sue them, uh, they get delivered statements in court and they're like, I want you to know how much my family suffered because of what you did. Because of your grade. Yeah, and that's how I feel about this marketing campaign. They <laughs> want to separate, they want to sell something to you that is harmful, and yeah. they want to pretend the harmful nature of it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. You don't get to separate the two. They no. are intertwined. No. And Tan, the, you but asked a question. To, yeah. I, I was going to say, to me, it's very similar to the idea of like, I believe more people should be feminists, but I also feel feel like it's really important to like call out like shitty white female feminists to like only curb like you have to give some context and some texture and some like it's not black and white. It's not Jesus is good, everything else is bad. Jesus will make you nice, everything else will make you mean. Like shit has layers and shades of gray and uh, whatever. What what do the they guy say? What do they who say? runs the marketing side of this campaign has worked, by the way. For Focus on the Family mm. and Alliance Defending Freedom, which is a conservative legal group. But all of both of groups have fought against civil rights, against marriage equality, yeah. against pandemic safety, mm-hmm. things like, like that. Like Jesus would have done. And again, this marketing company worked for those groups to improve their image, which, again, that's like saying, what's on your resume? Well, I worked for an oil company. Yeah, yeah. I worked for tobacco companies. Yeah. Like, maybe we should look at that. Remember and- Joe Campbell? He was based on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's not the line you want to market yourself from. God. Um, This is a separate story, but I oh. thought of this, too, when I was thinking about this story. Years ago, there was a Christian minister based out of Chicago, but he did this thing where he's like, I want to build bridges between Christians and the LGBT community. He lived in Boys Town, so he's like, this is a gap because I'm a preacher, I'm a Christian, and and these people want nothing to do with churches with pride flags in like the Lincoln Park Lakeview area. That's not what he was talking about. Oh. What he wanted to do is he's like his big thing was he would show up at the Pride Parade. And he'd hold up the sign that says, like, I'm sorry for what Christians have oh, done to you. I remember this guy. Give hugs to people yeah. if they wanted them. And you will see those pictures online. They go viral every now and then. And by the way, other ministries and other places have done similar things. Mm-hmm. 
But here's the problem, because that sounds nice and beautiful. Right. Um, Because, yeah, nice of you to apologize for the shit your people have done. (laughs) Uh And, yeah, nice touch to say, I'm sorry. Okay, so do you believe homosexuality is immoral? And he's like, speaking as the leader of this ministry, he's like, I cannot answer that. Well, do you think same-sex marriage is fine? I cannot answer that. And what do you want gay people in your congregation for? Yeah, you it's hate like them. you're hugging them in public, but privately you're like, well, I don't know that they should have rights. Wow. I don't is, know that we should, you know, accept them as they are. Is and that modern Christianity in a fucking dude, nutshell? And he got pilloried for this, of rightly course. so, because not taking a stance. Yeah. When Jesus Cowardice. is at, when Christianity is at the center of the problem here and saying, well, his argument here, I, I've literally asked him about this. His defense was that if he took a stance one way or the other, he would be alienating Fuck one off. of the two sides. Jesus and he's that, that ruined the idea of building have bridges. Have a fucking backbone, my dude. You can't have it both ways. You can't pretend that like, oh, gay people are wonderful and I want to give them hugs and you're loved by God, but not if you do the sex that you like right. to do. Like literally Disney, go climb up your own ass, sir. Disney did it this week. Where they were Disney? like, Disney, where the head of Disney, the CEO, Bob Chapek, was like, you guys give money to Republicans in Florida. They just passed the don't say gay bill. Uh, what are you going to do about that? And his first response, which, by the way, you know, like he had a team working on oh, of it. Of course. Was this like, years in the making. We don't like getting involved in this stuff. We, we show our diversity through our movies. Like, look, Lin-Manuel Miranda, gays love him. Things like that. And it's like, no, no, no. You gave money to the anti-gay people. And also, you're Disney and this is Florida. And if you said something, it would have some sway. I, I'm i so sorry. I did not connect that Disney World is in Florida. Yeah. I'm an and idiot. So yes, basically, of course. Basically, there was enough backlash, not just from the public, but from within Disney, from uh-huh. the people who work there. It's like, you, you can't not take a side here. You don't get to say, well, we're an apolitical company. No, you're not. You give money to them. So one, you're, you can't even make that argument. Yeah. But two, this is a battle of like human rights and not. And you're like, well, we can't take a position on decency. Like, no, you don't get to play that game. And I'm glad they're getting backlash for it. But again, with this Jesus campaign... You can't pretend like there this world doesn't exist where Christians have done so many horrible things and continue to do so. And not random Christians. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about fringe, new IFB, Westboro Baptist Church Christians. Mm-hmm. I mean the people you all work with mm-hmm. in this campaign. Christianity Today, the publication, which we'll talk about again for a different story. Good journalists. I like their journalists. Um, they were listed as a partner here. They have a very clear anti-gay rights stance. Mm -hmm. They have a very clear position on that. You can't, I mean, look who you're partnering with. You can't pretend we can't take a position on this stuff and we're just trying to sell you Jesus as if Jesus Mm -hmm. is above it all and individual Christians, of course, are very different from the product we're trying to sell you. you. You can't play that game. I don't understand. And of course, going back to the, it's $100 million dollars, of all the ways you could have used it, not just to help people, which you mentioned, but to brand Christianity on top of good things to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's we're opening up a hospital and anyone who gets treated there, we're going to cover all their bills. What's the name of the church? 
What's the name of the hospital? It's a uh, Believe in Jesus Hospital. Mm-hmm. Whatever. You could have done that. Didn't do that. I mean, there's no shortage of things you could do with this money. And I, I do hate the game of saying, oh, you're using your money of that course. way. Let me tell you what a better That's way to use no your money situation. is. That's a no-win situation. Right. But $100 million on stupid ads that ignore the elephant in the room. But I think also this... Ugh. I, I think also it should be clear that like this isn't new. We've known their priorities forever because when we in the middle of the 20th century, things weren't always amazing in the US and all we've been doing all all the church has been doing is sending their missionaries into Africa to spread homophobia there. Like if the Christian church wants to be a pillar of their community and wants to lift everybody up and show everybody the beauty of Jesus or whatever their aim is. There's pretty easy ways to do that when you have $100 million to fuck around with. Like you, it just truly like giving a bunch of people fucking $500 would change. (laughs) I have lived. I I mean, true or false. You have been like at your point at some point in your life, have you been where like, $500 $500 would change my life. Yeah. I could finally fix my car. I could yeah, finally, yeah. you know, whatever. Oh, it was worse. Right after college, oh. I was at a point where it's like, shit, I have to ask my parents to help me pay the rent. Yeah. Like that sort of thing. It's, I mean. It sucked. I've and, been there. And it's not that, it's not, again, not Christianity's job to like give people money. But like when you have all this money, we time and time again, Hey, Jacob, hope you're still listening. Time and time again, Planet <laughs> Money has told us. <laughs> He's not listening. We have us. found out that um, the best way to help people be lifted out of poverty is just giving them fucking money. Yeah. And whether that's in Chicago or whether that's in Ghana, it doesn't matter. It always wanna, works the same. If you want to include a brochure with Jesus's picture Great. on it, have Love fun. Love it. Like, Love it. Love the brochure. Just have actual like things that will make a tangible difference. In pe- I don't know why I'm giving Jesus give marketing us, ideas. If they give us three million, just three. You and me. You and me. Okay. Um, I feel like we could do a good job of coming up with better ways of spending the rest of the money. Yeah. And it, you know, if three million's too high, I'll go down to two point nine. Whatever. I just- can even. I could make two million work if it comes down to that. But listen, I know people who need that kind of money. I volunteer at places that need that kind of money. The Planned Parenthood by me probably <laughs> needs that kind of money because the shitty anti-abortion place across the way, I'm sorry, I know I was supposed to wait. <laughs> There's no protesters there anymore because they put up a big, as big as this wall, a big screen, a big like LCD, LCD, LED, yeah, LED yeah, screen. Yeah. On the wall facing the Planned Parenthood, and that's why there's no protesters anymore. Anyway, so they spent, I don't know, what do you think? $100,000 on an outdoor <laughs> television display? And you think that was the best use of your time, not right. like buying condoms and just throwing <laughs> them out of a fucking helicopter. Like, anything is better than, oh, yeah. what are they doing? What is their, is it just, what I is mean, I goal? think the worst case scenario World domination? Is- are they fucking pinky in the brain? If you have a church, you're allowed to go to their website and say, hey, if anyone's curious about local churches, please add my church to your list. There is a way to do that. So part of the campaign is come to our website Uh where we can either pray for you, hook you up with a local church, something like that. So Uh there is that angle to it, even though it's not an ad campaign for a particular church. But they could connect you with a church. That's good for the long run. 
at the very least, they want to get you saved because they think you're broken Mm -hmm. and lost. Um, So, I mean, that's kind of the end goal for them, even if nothing tangible comes of it. I come from a long line of capitalist businessmen, and I am here to tell you that nobody is spending $100 million just to pack the fucking pews. They are are looking for a return on their investment, and I want to know what that is. I want to know, is it trying to drag people to their side in politics? Is it trying to overturn gay rights. Like I need, I, I mean, want that, to know why, why is a hundred million dollars being poured into an ad campaign for the most popular religion in the entire fucking world? What is their end goal? Like, I don't mean yeah. to sound like a paranoid crazy I mean, person, ch- but where did this money come from and where is it going? And, and what I don't know, what it? I don't know the answer to is how many anonymous donors gave that money and did they know it was for this? And because there is an argument to be made that if they are being connected to churches it's probably larger ones, which tend to be evangelical, which tend to be very Republican. Mm-hmm. So it's a sneaky way of getting them in the door to ultimately vote for Republicans. Though, even if if that's your goal and that's a very conspiratorial way of thinking, right. it's a lot easier to just spend money propping up like state wide yeah, state election sure. republicans that, yes, you're right that so this is a sense. very roundabout way to do what i just suggested i guess i'm i mean befuddled absolutely befuddled on why this was anybody's idea for a good use of funds i i'm just absolutely confused yep and, and the what, ads uh, the, it actually started the campaign started like last november but this month, uh, March, is when they're really going in on it with ads on TV. If you haven't seen the ads, well, you're gonna because they paid for a shit ton of them. There's a dude in the Mariano's parking lot today who was playing violin and he had a sign saying his mom was sick and he didn't, he was like a teenager. Yeah. His mom was sick and he needed money to help pay for her medication. And it's literally 50 yards away from that giant LED screen that probably cost $100,000. I'm feeling worse and worse about the world by the day, have it? Things are not going great in my brain. <laughs> but that guy was a very talented uh, violinist, and I should go get cash and bring him some. Very nice. Well, there's a problem with, like, when people are asking for money, I don't have cash on me anymore. The <laughs> dispensary true. takes debit cards now. <laughs> what do I need cash for? <laughs> I'm going to jump to this. Since we mentioned Christianity today, let me praise them for this. You mentioned it. I did mention it. Sorry, that's what I meant. Um, because we mentioned uh, Christianity today, two, they have uh, Daniel Silliman is a reporter who really broke open Did you say the Daniel uh, or Danielle? Danielle uh, broke open the story about Ravi Zacharias, the Christian apologist who died a couple yes. years ago, who basically turned out to be a predator, Monster, sex yeah. predator, mm-hmm. awful. He really spoke to the women who were abused and helped break that story wide open. Uh-huh. Um, so awesome reporter. Uh, Kate Shellnut is one of their editors, someone I've known for a really long time, does good work too. Kate on Shellnut? The re- yeah. Great does, name. Yeah. Does great work on the reporting beat too. I have no problem with that. I have tons of problems with their beliefs. Sure. Doesn't matter. But that's not the... Um, they, the two of them posted an article this week that was kind of shocking because they reported on a new set of allegations of sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. Guess where? At Christianity Today. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, basically, they said their former, like, editor-in-chief, Mark Galley, 
sorry if I'm pronouncing the names wrong, but basically their former editor-in-chief, I believe, is his title, who is no longer working there. And another guy, a former advertising director, uh, Olato Kunbo Olawoye, the two of them who had these positions of power harassed a bunch of women over the years. It, mm. it wasn't uh, sexual assault or mm-hmm. anything. It's a lot of you're saying and touching and doing very inappropriate things. Mm-hmm. And it's to everybody and it's never okay. Yeah. And even when things got told to like human resources, nothing happened. And they basically spoke to like tons of people. And I want to read a couple of the things they wrote about here. This is directly from Christianity Today. Women at Christianity Today were touched at work in ways that made them uncomfortable. They heard men with authority over their careers make comments about the sexual desirability of their bodies. Hmm. And in at least two cases, they heard department heads hint at openness to an affair. This is later. Uh, By the way, Mark Galley should be familiar to listeners of this podcast because in 2019, think about that year, in December of 2019, he posted an uh, editorial speaking for himself, not okay. the magazine, where he said Trump should be removed from office, huh. which was wow coming from I remember that, that guy huge. in that position representing evangelical Christianity. Uh-huh. And this is before the election. This mm-hmm. is well before the January 6th attacks. He's saying Trump is horrible and he needs to be removed. So that was a big deal. He got a lot of positive press for that. Mm -hmm. And he did that after he had already announced he's basically retiring and leaving, Hmm. but before he had left the building. That's right. That's right. That's right. So this is the guy we're talking about. According to this article, that guy, Mark, uh, liked to watch... Oh, he said to women in the office, he liked to watch female golfers bend over. He denies the specific comment, but said he probably referred to the women on the golf course as, quote, eye candy. It's so funny because the last time I've watched golf was like in the 90s and the LGBTA tour was just all like women in their 50s and like wearing (laughs) visors and whatever. And like, that's what I imagine when I think of female golfers. (laughs) So just like, oh man, those khaki shorts are really working for me today. No, Uh, but also, hey, guess what? Fuck that guy. Yeah. And again, is this the most damning thing ever? I'm not done yet. But like, again, this this is all about a pattern. Listen to the pattern. Listen, he's a pig. Yes. Point made. Uh, After holding a door open for someone, he would make a banal comment statement about gender, according to one person, and then add, oh, are you going to report that? Because I opened the door for you. Something like that. Uh, Here's one. In the early 2000s, he told a woman who worked under him that he found her attractive, according mm-hmm. to the woman and six colleagues who knew about it at the time. After she quit, this guy said to her, you're the type of woman I would have an affair with. Just announce that out loud. To his colleague? To his... Well, now, to the colleague who quit. Support... Um, the other dude, do the advertising dude. We, do men think everybody is always wondering who they want to fuck? Is that why they're always telling people who they want to fuck? I, do they think like, God, I bet everybody's just walking around here thinking whether I want to fuck that lady. Guess what, everyone? I do. The other guy. The other guy came into one woman's office and shut the door. Mm-hmm. He told her how good she looked. She recalled. 
Then he started talking about how unhappy he was in his marriage and put his hand on her leg. I hate men. Another oh section, God. the same I... dude, commented on I'm their so season. I'm so unhappy with my marriage. The only thing I can do is grope a coworker. What else am I supposed to do about it? Same dude commented on other women's physical appearances, told them his wife was not as attractive as she used to be, then mentioned he wasn't having as much sex as he would like. Oh, and by the way... Uh, this guy's tenure at Christianity Today, mm-hmm. uh, it ended after he was, I'm quoting here, arrested by federal agents in a sting operation in 2017. He was attempting to pay for sex with a teenage girl. He ultimately pleaded guilty and was sentenced to three years in prison. What about human resources? One woman told her manager that uh, Oluwoye was staring at her breasts during meetings. The manager's response? Uh, it helps if you wear a scarf. Wait, I'm not done yet. Okay. okay. Mark Galley, the first guy, after the second guy got arrested in that sting, it was Mark Galley who broke that news to the editorial uh, team, and he told at least two women he supervised that he understood how a man could be tempted to pay for sex with a teenager. According to the women, Galley said that he also had unfulfilled sexual urges and that this was a common male experience. Wow, yeah, he's definitely the first human on the face of the earth to have the not-perfect sex life. What a hero. The the important thing, he said... He's truly the Jesus of the (laughs) 21st century. The important thing was learning not to act on those urges... The women would later question why he told them that. Both were later touched inappropriately by him. In all, eight women, said Galley, touched them inappropriately. I, really quickly, one of them said uh, he wasn't supposed to hug her, but he was going. He said, I'm not supposed to hug you, but I'm going to do it anyway. And she felt his hand linger on her bra clasp. Ew. Uh, no, this is woman number four. Margelli rubbed her back and got his hand no, stuck under her bra. Oh God! Ugh. And when Ooh. she told when she told the vice president, the senior yeah. leader suggested she had misread the situation oh, and cr- dis- and discouraged her from making it an HR issue. I want to crawl you wonder, out of my skin. I hate it in here. Which makes you wonder what the hell was this HR department doing? Uh, mm. propping up. The monsters? I think we know exactly what the HR department was doing. So, Not taking women's shit seriously as per usual. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And here's yeah, the thing. it's what all HR departments these, do. These guys are not, I hate to say, it, they're not unique. Obviously, guys who are yeah. creepy and piggish and all that stuff, they exist everywhere. Mm-hmm. One of the things we've talked about a ton is the abuse that goes on in churches. And it's like the people in charge there don't friggin' do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And here are two people who work at Christianity Today who, again, I say this as an atheist who strongly disagrees with their editorial positions and things like that. I respect their journalism skills and they put out articles that I'm like, okay, this is solid journalism work. Yeah. So on that front, they spoke to the people involved. They tried to get the comments that they could get and they published. I want to, at the very top of the article, this is the first thing I saw. Disclosure. This story was reported by CT News Editor Daniel Solomon, edited by Senior News Editor Kate Shelnut, and published without prior review by ministry executives. 
Neither editor had access to personnel files or meetings regarding the allegations or investigation, basically saying, it's not like we had inside information here. We just did our job as journalists, spoke to the people and used whatever stories they told us to connect with other people. And we did our due diligence and we did not say to like the Christianity Today at large Mm -hmm. that, hey, we got this story going up. we're, We're just posting this. Huh. Which, hey, That's, badass, that yeah, is That awesome. is journalistic integrity. Yeah, yeah, good on them. Yeah. I mean, bad yeah. on a lot of other things. Christianity Today, I uh, said this in the 20-minute video I posted, they've posted editorials that basically say, you know, same-sex relationships are, you know, awful. Oh. I, forgot the, I forgot the exact wording. I'm sorry. It's not in front of me. Shitty. They're shitty. Yeah. I mean, Yucky. they hold evangelical, white evangelical positions on everything you would expect. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Right. But on this front, like this, there's, I'm just trying to think of this could not have been easy to dig up. Oh, God. And it couldn't have been easy to ask their friends and colleagues about these things that happened. And above all, to click publish on a story like this and again both of these guys no longer work there it's not like these are consequences no one's going to jail for this but it is exposing bad behavior and saying this is a christian place we're supposed to be held to a higher moral standard yes and it all all the stuff you blame secular corporate world stuff for Mm -hmm. well guess what it happens here too Mm. It, we have the stories to back it up. And I believe, I don't have this in front of me, the one thing Galley, who spoke out, and he's like, look, I've done stupid things, never maliciously, I did not assault anyone or anything. His basic response seemed to be, well, you're misinterpreting what I was doing. And look, if I cross the line... All my comments were taken out of context. Yes, when I said I wanted to sleep with you, you know, you know, come on. Yes, another spit take. No, it didn't. Oh, it did. I did my my job here today. My second abortion access for all shirt. Because I keep spilling wine on them. This is why I don't wear light-colored shirts. You should shirts. not wear an abortion shirt with red stains on it. I'm just okay. Well, I didn't have red stains until you made me spit take again. All right, God let me. It. I have a I have a somewhat happier story. Happier than the kind wine of wine stain on my fucking. I'm gonna take a picture of it. <laughs> um, so for ten years now, uh, there was a prisoner in Saudi Arabia named Raif Badawi, uh, and I'll tell you really quick what his story is. Uh, Badawi lived in Saudi Arabia. He was arrested in 2008 on charges of apostasy because he created an online forum called the Saudi Liberal Network where they kind of challenged a lot of conservative Saudi Islamic practices. Mm -hmm. I want to make it clear. He's not an atheist. He's never publicly said that. He says, no, I am a Muslim, but I'm basically a progressive one, or I want to challenge this. And that this is all about free speech for him. Mm-hmm. Among other things, the website that he started questioned the treatment of women in society. It challenged the idea that everyone in Saudi Arabia needed to follow Islam. It was critical of senior religious figures. Um, and then, so he got arrested for apostasy. They did not charge him at the time. But in 2012, he was charged, and by the way, apostasy, serious crime. You could get the death penalty. I think they said, like, there was a news report this week, like, Saudi Arabia conducted a mass execution of, like, 80 people, and we don't know any of the details beyond that. And they just said, well, they were, I forgot the excuse. Don't worry about it. Yeah. 
um, it's really bad. So apostasy is heading in that direction. Yeah, all murdered puppies. Don't in, worry. In 2012, Badawi was arrested, but this time it was on charges of insulting Islam through electronic channels, which was is apostasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, by 2013, there was so much backlash from the public, the international public, that they kind of reduced the charge to insulting Islam, which sounds similar, but is actually a lesser charge. Okay. But what that meant is we're not going to kill you it's like but murder we, versus manslaughter. Yeah, kind of, yeah, but you can go to prison for this. Jesus. And ultimately, he was sentenced to prison in 2014. He wow. was sentenced to 10 years in prison, including the time he had already been behind bars. 10 years. And a thousand lashes. And like a. Wait! And a fine of over a quarter million US dollars. Stop. Yeah. I heard. I have many things to yes. say. Lashes. Lashes. Literal lashes. Yeah. He was supposed to get 50 lashes a week for 20 weeks. Ah. Um, and by the way, uh, there was kind of video that emerged the first week he was lashed. Um, he took 50 lashes. And then, because again, there was outcry and people were like, the fuck are you all doing? They said, well, his health is deteriorated. We're going to postpone week two of, of lashes. Lash- and I'm sorry, you said 50 lashings? That was one time. And they were going to do that for 20 do weeks. Do you know how many lashes Jesus got? Uh, it, enough. He got 39. Do you know uh, why he got 39? Why 39? Because 40 will fucking kill you. Oh, there you go. So 50 seems more than 40, <clears throat> but sometimes my math is bad. Yes. Well... <sighs> there you go. So he got fifty. He lashes. survived, though. He survived the fifty. But I see then, Outlander. I know what that shit looks like. But then they were like, "Well, his health is bad. We're just going to hold off on the lashes." And then they never went back to them. Okay, yeah, because that's a serious <clears throat> injury to impart upon somebody. But still in prison, and no matter who. This is again. Obama was in office at the beginning of this. I mean, there was pressure to get him out. Yeah, nothing changed. Trump's in office. Nothing's gonna Obviously. change. But even now, it's like his family's been trying to get him out. I should say, he has three children Mm -hmm. and a wife. They successfully were able to get to Canada. Canada welcomed them. They're living in Quebec. Oh, good. And they were speaking out on his behalf, saying, we need to get him back. Uh, The Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, has issued statements saying, we want him back. We will take him here. Like, get him out. Mm-hmm. Nothing has done anything. And there, we can always argue about what more should have been done by governments. Right. Because Canada, for one, was, like, doing arms deals with Saudis. And, like, listen, all the governments are complicit in this shit. Yes, correct. But at the end of February, his 10-year sentence was officially done. Oh. So it's like... February well, 20, what, three years early? Is that what... No, no, no. He did like two years before the sentence was Oh, you was did handed. say there was... So it's search. like, so February 28th was supposed to be his last day. It's but then like the day came and went and it's like, well, where is he? Is it a leap day situation? <clears throat> no, he wasn't <laughs> released the next day or the next week. And it's like, uh, I mean, there were... Amnesty, is he dead? Amnesty International and other groups are like, hey, Saudis, where is he? He's dead as It's me. time. No, oh. no. And then all of a sudden, last Friday, so this would be what? Uh, March. March 11th. Yeah. We just see a tweet from his account, which is run by his son now. Oh. Um, after 10 years, my father is free. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, out of nowhere, 
That's it. It's an old picture of the family, but it just said my father is free. So like um, a week and a half after he was supposed to Right. Get so out. I don't know what that delay was about. Okay. They, I guess they Maybe let him go. he just really liked that Saudi prison. Um, Justin Trudeau, the prime minister of Canada, tweeted, I'm relieved that Raif Badawi has finally been released. My thoughts are with his family and friends who have been tirelessly advocating for him for nearly a decade. Mm. Um, he also said one more thing, but here's the thing. He is not home. He is not in Quebec. He's not allowed to leave Saudi Arabia because the sentence he was handed back in the day Uh was not just 10 years in prison plus all that other shit. It was 10 years in prison and then like 10 years of you got to stay the hell in Saudi Arabia. Because we love your vibe around here and we want to keep you home. 10 year travel ban is basically what they handed him. So Justin Trudeau's last sentence, our officials are now working to seek clarity on the conditions of his release. So as it stands, Badawi is out behind bars. Uh We do not have a public picture of him. No one, as far as I can tell, has seen him or he hasn't issued any statements. We just know he must have contacted his family to let them know he's out. But also, he can't leave the country. He can't leave Saudi Arabia. His family's in Quebec. And they still haven't been reunited. And we, I mean, so the 10 years was unjust as hell. Of course it was. But also, we still don't really know if he's free and if he's okay. Does he need help? Like, and how do you get that from Saudis who are butchering people as we speak? And this is all because he posted something. He hosted a website where people were critical a fundamentalist and he's Islam. lost his entire life. Everything. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is, I think that if, um, I think if there were like devout Christians listening to this, I feel like there would be kind of that tisk, tisk, tisk of like, oh yes, those Islam. They had a hundred million dollars lying around. I'm sure something would change. <laughs> no, but like, oh, you know, Islam, Muslims are mean and blah, blah, blah. And, they, and like, and then pull the exact same shit stateside, and we're like, yeah, but it's because we love women that we think they shouldn't get to do what they want. Right. And, like, mm. it's because we love gay people that we're going to try to m- kill them as often as we can. Yeah. Like, it, it, I think that's the interesting thing, is that they're, it's all the same at the end of the day. Like, we mm. have a thing that is untouchable, and if you are stupid enough to like try to like investigate that we will literally kill you if we can and the scary thing about him remaining in saudi arabia is just like they did 10 years ago Mm. they can just make up whatever charge they want and come after him again what's stopping them from doing that like i don't know nothing so so it's a good news story in the sense that he's out he's out from behind bars everyone seems to be in agreement on that front but we're not done yet. The story's not over, and it won't be over even if he was free and reunited with his family because the blasphemy laws are crazy. Yeah. Um, I cannot believe both both blasphemy and lashes. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of like fucking medieval bullshit, huh? Mm-hmm. Ugh. <sighs> You want to move on to one more quick God, one? Let's do one exhausted. more. I yep. know. It's an exhausting week. <laughs> um, a Kansas teacher, this is the CNN headline, a Kansas teacher is suing school officials for requiring her to address students by their preferred names 
saying the policy violates her religious freedom. Cool. Fire her. <laughs> I know. That was... End of the story. Yeah. Great. You don't have basic respect I... for the kids you're teaching? Literally go fuck off into the sun. I've had kids who are like, is that... my nickname is this. Yeah, fine. I'll call you that. Yeah, fine. Squeaky. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, kids are idiots. They always want to like be, go by something different. Who fucking cares? Let yeah. them figure out their the identity. The lawsuit says uh, her name is Pamela Ricard. Her lawyer, the lawsuit says Miss Ricard's faith teaches her that God immutably creates each person as male or female, yada, yada, yada. The school's basically saying, we gave her the opportunity to do this in a neutral way, whatever. She didn't want to, so we fired her. Good. Meh. What do you want? What do you want? Mm. I'm sure there's an island for trans folks. It's called England. Go hang out there. (laughs) That's not true. Go to your book clubs. The English aren't all trans folks. (laughs) Just like your loudest people are transphobes and like that's not British people's fault. The idea that a teacher's <laughs> like, oh, you want to be called this? Oh no, the attendance list says this <laughs> and, like, and I'm a horrible human because Jesus, where's that in your hundred million dollar campaign? My brother and sister-in-law are both CPS teachers in the Chicago Public School District and the fucking stories they come home with are truly bananas crazy. And if any of them were reduced to the idea of like, oh, my student's name is Hemet and he wants us to call him Frank. Can you imagine anything? Like if they said that, I'd be like, Sounds like you had the best day of your entire fucking life because your bad days I do are that like at Starbucks every day. Yeah. Whatever. What, call me whatever I want to be called. What's your name? It's Bob. It's Bob. Like, just Don't worry on. about it. Yeah. Um, no, but it's truly like, oh boy. It, it, every brown person has a. Every person person. I know who's a teacher, what their students want to go by is... Yeah, that's the least of our concerns in any given day. (laughs) My first thought is, the hell are you teaching where you care about what to call your students? My sister-in-law was telling me that all of her high school students are stoned first period, and I was like, (laughs) they got stoned at 7 in the morning? (laughs) The answer to that question, by the way, she teaches middle school math. You have a ton of shit to get done. Don't worry about their names. It... <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, I hope she loses and I'll have a party. Is it, is it an idea of, like, I want to be a teacher because I want to be a positive influence on these kids, and the only way I think I know how to do that is, <laughs> is like... by dehumanizing ones I don't like. Yeah, that sounds right. I mean, that sounds Christian. Because as fuck. I'm Christian. Because yeah. I'm Christian, and everything I do is good. Um, that is kind of isn't it like the worst part about all Christianity is like anybody who gets caught doing fucking anything, whether it's like fucking underage girl or paying for sex with boys or touching t- some woman's bra clasp touching from someone's bra clasp. God, if oh god, Did I could accidentally. Oh god, I don't want. Anyone I was to touch giving my- you a hug and then my hand accidentally went <laughs> under your shirt. Sir, I have four clasps <laughs> back there. You were not going to get through to anything. Um, no, <laughs> but like everything they do, they're like, it's fine because Jesus and like, sir, that's not how anything works, is it? Like you're, I think Jesus was pretty into like good deeds. But what do I know? I'm an atheist. And yeah. I learned all everything I know. And about- campaign isn't for you. <laughs> I know. 
By the way, we didn't even spend time on this, and I don't want to spend time on this, but the governor of West Virginia said this week, if there is such a thing as climate change, I believe that God will give us time and the smart people will fix it. That's Joe Manchin's state right there. How are you? I think Cindy McElroy is running for something in West Virginia. I bought a shirt from her, but it was very late, so I don't necessarily remember what her campaign is. But I would vote for Cindy McElroy for anything, and I think everybody should do the same if they're in West Virginia, because I hope she'll help. Um, people are monsters. Men shouldn't be in charge anymore. Um, I poured too much wine for you. Those are my you really three. Did. I was because I was talking to. Well, okay, let me tell you, like this is how bad a friend I am to Hemet. My uh, Mikey, my husband, and I opened like a pretty nice bottle of wine tonight, and there was maybe a third of it left, and Hemet got here, and I always offer him a glass of wine, and I said to him, "We opened a nice bottle of wine, so I'm going to give you the boxed wine I have because you don't appreciate wine enough to get and the nice wine." And I said wine. that is correct. And then he was like, "That's too much wine." <laughs> <laughs> I always drink his wine after he leaves. Like I a would creep. not know the difference. Um, yeah. So, Where do are we, we done? We're done. What category topics well, do you have? Oh, thank for the you bonus so episode? much. I mean, I already talked about Jacob Jacob Goldstein. Don't worry, bud. That's your third time coming up in this. I hope it was worth. <laughs> Why would he listen to anything else we do after this? Unclear, but uh-huh. maybe maybe I'm like really speaking to. Maybe he's like an anti cat, even though he's an economist. Maybe he's secretly anti capitalist, and it's like, yeah, Jess, you fucking get it. Men do suck, and capitalism is terrible. Good job. Anyway, Jacob Goldstein, big fan, bud. Big fan. <laughs> um, the tallest man on earth, which is a. Uh, a singer-songwriter who I saw last night, Uwade, who is his opener, who I only want to talk about, uh, Tignataro. I saw two shows in the last two days, so I have a lot of things to talk about. Um, I'm going to Louisville tomorrow. Louisville tomorrow. I don't know why I said mm-hmm. it wrong. Um, I want to talk about Shake again from Love is Blind because they had their like after thing, and I finally watched um, Shake, and dude, he's the one Indian guy on Love is okay. Blind. He's also a vet in fucking Skokie, and I know people who know people, including somebody who listens to this podcast, has worked with him. He's a sociopath, and I can't wait to tell you all about him. Uh-huh. Um, I'm reading a book called A Court of Thorns and Maybe Roses? Question mark. It's a... Um, Game of Thrones cheap knockoff? Honestly, basically. Like, it's a lower key. Uh, there's... it's Well, it's woman-centered, so it's a better book. Um, I, I watched a movie... That. I'll add that to the list. Um, Mewfie. I know. Um, and then the Planned Parenthood thing, which I talked about already. So those are my things. Um, hey, if you don't listen to the uh, bonus episode, Uwade, U-W-A-D-E. She's a singer-songwriter um, from Nigeria who currently, uh, born in Nigeria, lives in um, North Carolina, I think she said. She was the tallest man on Earth's opening act last night. And, like, fucking rocked my world. Like, really? Like, I just want her to be the soundtrack of the rest of my life. And then I saw her after the show. And, like, fangirled like a lunatic. This one's probably 10 years younger than me. And, like, just fangirled like a real lunatic. Anyway, I just want to say that because she was wonderful and I bought her shirt. You can find me on Twitter, <laughs> Jess Blumke. Um, J-E-S-S-B-L-U-E-M-K-E. You can find Hemet at Hemet Meta. Figure out how to spend, spell mm-hmm. his name on your own time. Yep. You go can- to Only Sky if you haven't visited that yet. Please yeah. go to patreon.com slash friendlyatheistpodcast. Uh, always email us at friendlyatheistpodcast at gmail.com if you have thoughts or want to yell at me personally. Instead of uh, putting it in a in a <laughs> in a review, which I don't think we have any new reviews, um, but yeah, if you want to say that I'm a dumb uh, misandrist, say it to my face. I'm not too afraid of you. I'll wait till the mic's off at least. <laughs>
Um, so we will... Do we have anything else? We're good? No, we're good. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.